bringing in it is Sean's Daily Sports Talk. This will be the Raw Recap Edition, and I must admit, Raw was pretty damn good this week. I'm uh, not going to talk a lot about the talent, of course, is always great, but it this week's edition actually, you know, uh, made a lot of sense. There was there was a lot of new matches. You saw some Ricochet, Morrison. You saw some guys getting a push. Riddle kept his, the push going for him as well. Raw was not bad. Coming off of Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, I think this is what Raw had to do. They had to have a good showing last night, and they delivered. I think starting to show off with the VIP lounge was perfect. Lashley coming out and, you know, flaunting that he took care of McIntyre and did exactly what he needed to do and to beat him in the hell in the cell. And then you had New Day's music hit. Kofi comes down, makes the challenge. Again, remember the whole thing going back the last couple of weeks, MVP kind of trying to get Kofi to come over to the Hurt Business. And the one thing that, you know, after that, I'm, I'm, I'm all on board. You know, and the one thing that I did not understand why all of a sudden, Xavier Woods comes out and says, Bobby Lashley, I want you in hell in a cell. What? When do we just call for hell in a cell matches? Why are we doing a hell in a cell match on Raw? Yes, you moved one from the pay-per-view to SmackDown, but why all of a sudden an impromptu hell in a cell match on Raw? But they made it work, and we'll get into that later on at the end of the, the recap. They did make it work. But the opening segment, I believe, set the tone here. It was good good writing. I love the toast. They didn't bring out the pancakes. They wanted to make a toast to Bobby Lashley. There was toast instead of pancakes. Little things. Little things. Making it work. First match, AJ Styles against Ricochet. This is a Money in the Bank qualifying match. So, of course, I'm thinking... <laughs> AJ's going to Money in the Bank one more time. And kudos to both performers. You kind of got to see what they would look like in the ring if WWE just really let them go, right? If they just let them go, let them be AJ Styles. Let them be Ricochet. Imagine what would happen if you let them be themselves and let them go at it. They finally did. Took the handcuffs off. And they even managed in this match to work in building up the tag team title. Because the Viking Raiders, who before the match started, they showed a vignette going back to earlier in the day. Styles knocks the turkey leg out of... uh, Ivar's hand, and that led to, you know, AJ Styles 
kind of taking care of Ricochet. Ricochet back and forth. Ricochet got a lot of shine in the match as well. Almost really not involved that much. Then the Viking Raiders came down to the ringside, took out almost. Cost AJ Styles kind of look around, hold off a minute on the phenomenal forearm. When he finally goes to hit it, Ricochet with a counter into like a code breaker type move. And Ricochet gets the three count and Ricochet. That's right. Ricochet qualifies for money in the bank and is on his way to a pay-per-view match. And I will tell you this, and this, I won't spoil anything because I can tell you anything else. I love everybody that's involved on the men's side and the women's side so far in this Money in the Bank. Oscar Naomi taking on Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Again, um, the Eva Marie thing has me puzzled a little bit. I'm going to give it some time, see where this goes. But the first week, she comes out, and nobody really knows who her partner is. I mean, if, if you know anything about WWE, WWE Universe, NXT UK, you know who it is. I mean, that's on TV, they were acting like nobody knew who it was, okay? They were their commentators. Everything was acting like, who is this person? Nobody knows. It's her partner. That's that's how they, they even did it on the show. Then before they go to the ring, she says your name is, she goes to introduce herself, kind of, gets cut off, and even Marie's like, your dude drop. She looks offended. They go to the ring. Eva Marie does not want anything to do. Tags in. Do drop at this point. And she does all the damage. Then finally, when uh, time is right, Eva Marie tags herself in, goes to get the pin. Of course, they kick out. She goes to tag tag out. Do drop says, nah, not so fast. You're going to do this one on your own. And do dropped off the apron. Eva Marie gets rolled up by Naomi, who last week lost to Dewdrop in Eva Marie's win. So Naomi gets payback in this, gets the three count. Naomi and Asuka qualify for the women's side Money in the Bank match. Now, the only thing I didn't understand was Asuka's on the ramp and celebrating a lot. Naomi selling her injuries. I understand that as well, but something looked off there. I don't know if that was a little drop in the bucket that they're trying to portray there. And maybe you'll, you'll see Naomi start changing a little bit as, as they go forward. I did find it odd that Oscar's doing the, the glow bump and all that stuff. And Naomi, not so much. He did at the end and she was selling her injury. So maybe there's, Nothing to that, but I am wondering if maybe they're trying to drop a little little drop in the bucket and see what sticks there. Randy Orton, John Morrison. I mean, the Miz, he's got to be manager of the year at this point, right? He's got to be manager of the year. Randy Orton, John Morrison, another. Again, all these matches were great on this show, on this card. Not, not one 
not one I'm going to sit here and, and, and complain about. Usually I don't either because it's not the in-ring that's been bad on Raw. I think it's everything else around it makes it kind of drag out. This three hours really didn't drag. At least to me. So this match back and forth, Orton finally gets to the point where he's going to hit the RKO. And then Miz pulls out one of the drip sticks and shoots Orton right in the face with it. It's beautiful. I, I'm, I am loving Miz in a wheelchair. I really am. I hate that he had to tear an ACL. But everything that they are doing with them, th these two, with the wheelchair, the drip sticks, everything else that they're doing, the slow motions, what, Miz rolling down the, uh, the uh, ramp. All that stuff is adding to the product. And he fires, so he fires and Randy Orton. Out comes Riddle. Riddle kind of uh, chases Miz in the slow chase, I guess. He's on the scooter. Miz is trying to get away from in the wheelchair. Ultimately, uh, turns out bad for Orton, who ends up getting uh, Morrison hits him with the Starship pain. and. John Morrison has qualified for Money in the Bank. They got Ricochet over AJ Style, Morrison over Orton. Right now, those two, not the two you expect to be in a pay-per-view WWE match. But here we are, one night after Hell in a Cell, you're starting to see some things changing possibly in the writing and everything else for what WWE Raw is doing. I'm going to dive in after we go over the recap, possibly my ideas on why this might be happening. COVID coming to an end. Back on the road. Had another tag team women's match. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross took on Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax with Reginald. Again, the only thing I did not like about this is they never really threw that they were former partners. Again, this is the one thing WWE does often, right? They just like they don't exist. Like, oh, don't, don't don't worry about the past. Don't worry about the past. Keep that away. We're talking future right now. Nikki Cross debuts the new blue superhero. Uh, gimmick as far as what she's doing. Um, she's beating Charlotte. She's beating Rhea the last few weeks on Raw. Comes out with Alexa Bliss. Luckily, fortunately, Alexa not a lot with the hypnosis, but then does get Reginald. Reginald's about to slap Nia. Not, Reginald breaks out of the curse somehow. They end up hugging each other. Alexa dropkicks both of them down. Nikki Cross. Rolls up Baszler and gets the win. A lot of roll-ups in this one, huh? Oh, it'll continue. It'll continue. But again, now you have Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss qualifying for Money in the Bank. So now you've got Asuka, who I like. Naomi, great for a ladder match. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Four good choices there. For a ladder match. 
Nia Shayna having some issues there. I'm not sure how long they're going to drag these issues out, but it will be interesting to see how long they, they make this go because I honestly thought they should have ended it the night before at Hell in a Cell. You could have easily have done a turn for one of them and started something on Raw. Instead, they continue that running. Riddle, McIntyre next. McIntyre selling the effects of Hell in a Cell, which I don't know how much is a sell and how much is legit. Every time he hit his back, he grimaced in pain. Felt every step of it. Still working his ass off. Putting Riddle over. Riddle working his ass off. Putting McIntyre over. Randy Orton makes a show up, shows up on the top of the ramp. You think possibly maybe a little payback. Maybe he does something, costs Riddle his match. Riddle hits a victory roll. And got to three count. I did not know, did not see that happening. But I, I kind of see maybe now, now we start seeing a little bit of a downward tick for Drew McIntyre, build that character back up, possibly. Interesting enough. We'll see what they do there. See what they do as far as McIntyre. He was to the top, right? Now he's starting to take that. Dip back down because my question was this. He wins hell in the cell. I'm sorry. He wins money in the bank, gets the briefcase. He can't cash it in on Lashley, right? He cannot get another title shot as long as Lashley has the belt. They kind of brought it up on the broadcast as well. So, again, Riddle now. Now, Riddle, Morrison, and Ricochet in. And now you got a second chance for McIntyre, Orton, and AJ Styles. Which, out of those, I can see probably, I believe Orton will win that next week, and you're going to have Orton and Riddle working together in there. AJ's already got a a uh, feud starting with the Viking Raiders over the Raw Tag Team titles, so he can move on to that one. McIntyre, I think they keep him on the downward spiral, and he will probably end up, I, I would see probably McIntyre ending up taking the pin in this match. I think you might see that and then continue the downward tick of Drew McIntyre. And we went to the main event of the night, which, of course, was Bobby Lashley and Xavier Woods in Hell in a Cell. Not sure why they thought they had to have it on a Raw, but... They did, and they made it work. Why? Because it allowed Xavier Woods to get some offense in with the weapons, tables, kendo sticks, chairs, whatever whatever he had to use to try to take down Bobby Lashley. But then it also allowed Bobby Lashley, the viciousness of Lashley, to finally say enough is enough, take care of Xavier Woods, and pin him. Then what this whole thing was set up to do, MVP gets into the cage, locks it from the inside with the key, locking Kofi outside. Bobby Lashley puts the hurt lock on Xavier Woods. 
and makes Kofi Kingston from outside watch his partner getting destroyed by Bobby Lashley, who was going to be his next opponent at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Again, drawing the ire of Kofi. Because, again, the New Day Kofi is not going to beat Bobby Lashley. You need that Kofi from 2009 with Randy Orton. That's the Kofi you need. And I believe that's what they're looking for when you saw what Bobby Lashley did in taking out Xavier Woods at the end of the night as the show is fading out. He's got Xavier Woods' face pushed into the cage while the hurt lock is applied. And you can see Kofi on the outside, like, let him go. Let him go. Pleading for Lashley to stop the attack to no avail as the show went off of the air. So let's see what happens next week with Kofi. Let's see what happens with that triple threat second chance to get into Money in the Bank. You also had Charlotte and Rhea confront each other again. And we're going to get that match at Money in the Bank. So, yay! I, I just hope they do something a little bit differently, man. I just, I don't get why Rhea Ripley's being chastised so much about taking the DQ loss from Adam uh, Pierce and and the, the office on Raw. She got disqualified. Always happens. Champions, that's champion's advantage, right? Disqualification, count out, you can't lose the title. And again, this is where I didn't understand whether she was the heel or the face in that match. It was like Charlotte's trying to change her, make her see something, which I'm not sure what that's leading to. Again, a lot was made of of Becky uh, Lynch being at the Performance Center this week. Did not see her on any TVs. At least not yet. Maybe they bring her to SmackDown. Bianca Belair in SmackDown. Seth is on SmackDown, so maybe that's where she goes. Would have loved to seen her maybe come out last night on Raw and confront Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. But again... Can't go wrong either with Bianca Belair against Becky as well. That would be a hell of a match as well. And what I want to get to before I end this is you have to remember one thing. WWE is going to be going back on the road here real soon. And with that, they've got to start putting asses in the seats. You started seeing some better writing on this Raw. This, what the, what I watched last night, I, I wouldn't mind going and watching. Wouldn't mind paying for a ticket to watch that type of Raw. The Raw you were getting in the last three, four months, the last three, four weeks? No. It was lazy writing. We can blame it on the COVID. There's going to be no attendance. I get it. I understand that. So you can go a little bit lazier on the writing. 
but the writing has to get better when you start touring live. And we saw that last night. I think last night was a great step towards some great things that could be happening in the WWE, especially with Raw. SmackDown has been on fire, and they even got better this last week because of the Hell in the Cell match that was on there. And maybe that rating was the reason they said, hey, let's run it again on Raw and see what we can do. I did not like the idea. I saw the cage at the beginning of the show, and I was like, oh, no. And then when it was Xavier Woods, I'm like, no. But by the end of the night, they made it make sense because now you're, you're going to get something to possibly enrage Kofi. Bring out the fire in Kofi to battle for his friend who he just saw get beat up inside a hell in a cell. They locked it. They locked him inside, and he couldn't get in there to help his friend. You need the warrior Kofi Kingston. You don't need the New Day. You don't need the dancer. You don't need the pancake flipper. You need Kofi fired up. And I think that last night, when they had that Hell in a Cell part, I believe they're going to get it now. The writing last night matched the performances inside the ring, which is exactly what Raw needed to do. Kudos, and let's keep it up. Sean Sanders Sports Talk, I'm out.